welcome to Family Karma Cast. <laughs> Happy Diwali. Happy Diwali, everybody. This is like an exciting day. This is coming out on Diwali. So happy Diwali to everyone who's celebrating. Deanna and I were thinking like, what could we do that would be fun for this episode? And we thought, let's talk to an auntie. (laughs) Let's talk to an auntie. Let's talk about throwing the best Diwali party. Absolutely. And so given that in season two of Family Karma, the big Diwali party that everyone attended was at the one and only Patel compound. We thought, let's talk to Kalpnanti. And, um, you know, that was just an excuse to get her on the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> uh, really, our conversation is so interesting to hear mm-hmm. her life journey because there were a lot of things I assumed about her story that were just totally not true. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, she's really lived all over this country. And so she has a lot of, you know, stories about living in San Francisco and then moving to Tennessee and had no idea yeah, that that was her background. Totally, and just like her whole experience with being um, South Asian. So she was she was born in the UK. Mm-hmm. So she she isn't even like Indian from India per se in some ways. And so and when you hear her speak, like she has a very Americanized accent. Mm -hmm. I mean, she has an American accent for the most part. So it's like I was kind of wondering what the background was and we kind of get the scoop on that. And then also just like the story of how she kind of has ended up where she is now. And um, yeah, she's very open and candid about her experiences, both in the past and present, which I super appreciate. Always appreciate that. And I love it. I think she's very much like a straight shooter. And you and Mm -hmm. I were talking about how much we appreciate that. Yes. Especially, um, you know, I don't think we saw enough on our screens of... uh, like who she is and I'm looking forward to that in season three and I'm hoping (gasps) they include more of the auntie culture that's going on in Miami because it's that's the stuff that I feel like is really missing from the show yeah I mean they definitely had they've had healthy amounts of Mm -hmm. it in both season one and two but I think like I see on our IG comments and DMs and stuff all the time. People are mm-hmm. like, we want an auntie spinoff. It's yeah, like, exactly. they could have like a real Housewives franchise of just Indian aunties, honestly. They could have a Patel spinoff, let's be oh honest. Oh my God. But so she also, in the interview, um, spills some tea, which we will not, we'll, we'll let you listen to it about mm-hmm. season three, maybe some casting stuff, like how that's all gonna go. So um, she was just kind of like, here we go. Like, I feel like sometimes when we talk to other cast members, it's a little bit like we can't reveal too much. Mm -hmm. Um, But she goes there. (laughs) (laughs) So um, if you are looking for answers, they will be given. And I think maybe next week we can talk a little bit about what we make of what she told us. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. And because um, it's been a while since we've kind of discussed what 
everyone's up to and yeah you know especially we have engagements we have weddings oh my gosh there's a lot going on i was we have just... grandpas having birthdays oh grandpa's almost nine i can't believe that man is almost 90 he looks great um but yeah so that's what where we're at um this is like a really fun if you want to just like learn more about Culp Nanti, but also like the Patels in general. Mm -hmm. Um, She spills the tea on how those statues really came (laughs) to be. The infamous. (laughs) Which uh, is, she's so funny. And and honestly, I think we both left that conversation being like, I could just totally hang out with her. Yeah. Have a great time. Like she's so down to earth and lovely. And yeah, we really thank her for being on the podcast. So that's what's up for today. Happy Diwali, everyone. Um, there's a lot of pop culture yes. stuff. Um, Bravo just announced The Real Housewives of Dubai, which is, a, we have a, I have a lot to say about that yes. um, as a choice. And yeah, so that's all stuff that we will unpack on our Thirsty 30 episode later this week, which is exclusively available on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash family karma cast with a K. And it's just a dollar a month for four episodes, at least. We often do more than that. And don't forget uh, to rate and review. I feel like our ratings have been stagnant for a while and mm-hmm. yeah just it's so helpful like so helpful if you can't and this is the other thing about patreon like maybe you don't care about our bravo and mm. pop culture chats but you just want to support the podcast um we would so appreciate that this is uh you know something that we love doing but um there are costs associated with it and it's um We'd love to do more in the future, but we we would need a little bit more like exactly. financial help just to make that happen. So you can do that. But also if like you don't, it's not in your budget right now or whatever, and you want to support us, the easiest way to do that is to leave us a review. Just leave a review wherever you get your podcast. Uh, but tell especially a on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Especially on Apple Podcasts. If you have an iPhone, even if you don't use the app, just like go on there, hit five stars, write something quick if you can. Even if you just do the five stars, that's It enough. helps so much. It really does. And um, we really appreciate it. Anything else? No, I'm just excited to uh, get into the interview and yeah, share that with all the listeners. Great. Well, thank you all for listening and please enjoy our interview with Kalpana Auntie from Family Karma. Sorry, I'm just getting from the gym. So you're seeing me right out of the gym. Oh, no, you look Good great. Good for you. I know. I wish I looked like that after the gym. <laughs> I thought there was a gym at the Patel compound. <laughs> there is, but it's boring. I want to see people. I like to go to the real yeah. gym. Oh, yeah, totally. I work out in my gym every Tuesday. On Tuesdays, I work out in my own gym at home. Oh, okay. And, and so, I go to the gym. We do both. What is your favorite thing to do at the gym? So we change it up every day. So one day yeah. we'll do like... We usually do like a 10-minute row or 10-minute cardio of any sort. And then one day we'll do the machines. One day we'll do free weights. One day we'll do cardio. So we'll switch it up. Now we learned how to do this pole thing. What is it called? Um, <laughs> this big 40-pound pole that you lift up and down. I forgot the name of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. What do you call that pole? I don't know. I don't know. But that's so great for the arms. 
Yeah, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, and shoulders, because I had frozen shoulders. So it's like one arm yeah. I struggle with, but like you got to keep trying. It's always working the tires too? everywhere, but whatever. Oh, yeah. no, you're not. Yeah. Total body is like, that's a, a goal of mine. I'm just like too lazy to get it together, though. I'm like, I just do cardio and then I'm done. And it's. You yeah. guys, you, one of you mm-hmm. has little kids, right? We both do. We both do. Oh. Which makes oh, it hard. Okay. Yeah. So when you had little right, that's kids. That's when it's harder. Yeah. Were you able to it work is, out yeah. when you had smaller children? I had a lot of help raising my kids. Okay. So that Remember, helps. I live with in-laws in the house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. And I think when you're older and you have kids, it's a big difference, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It takes a lot longer to get back in shape when you're older. Yeah. Totally. 100%. Yeah, I know. So that's, the, that's the downside of having kids late. But then you're more mature and you can handle a little bit more, but you have less energy. So it's everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So how old are, how many kids do you have? I have three kids. You have the three. So okay. Sean, Dylan, yeah. and uh, Kalia, right? Kayla. 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 Okay. And she just went to college this year. Is that right? No, she's working. She's done with college. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my my gosh. gosh. She's 23. So is she at home with you or is she living on her own? No, no. She lives in Orlando. She's a third grade school teacher in Orlando. Okay. Wow. So everyone is out of the house these days. That's why I have a dog. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, I was thinking about oh, Bubba. I was thinking about your dog because I remember Dylan posted this whole thing on his stories about how there was like a snake in your kitchen and I kitchen, was like yes for 9 oh my- days. <gasps> I can't even 9 days we had a snake. In- how did you get what? it out in the end? In the end we got a snake trap. And then the guy the snake trap told me to put a mask on the snake trap. So it's like a black box with like glue paper inside. So they say the snake oh. goes in, it'll stuck. But the end, but the guy's like, you gotta get him in there. But you get him in there, you have to put a mouse. I'm like, I'm not gonna put no damn live rodent in my house. <laughs> so no. then after like eight, nine days, my husband put a piece of bacon in there. Oh. I guess the snake got hungry and finally came out to eat. Oh my That's my biggest fear is snake. Me the snake too. came out to eat the bacon. Is that common oh, that snakes oh like God, come I'm... into your house or like are around in Florida? In Florida you'll see them every now and then. In Florida you will see it. You will see it. Do you worry about that with your little dog? We live in Florida. We live in a jungle. I know. Usually they don't come in the house. It's one of those rare things that's happened. Yeah. Oh, my God. And all these years we've seen, we've probably seen at least about five snakes in our house. (gasps) Oh, my God. At least about five. One I time would... there was one in the laundry basket. Oh! <laughs> in the laundry room, we've seen it. Oh yeah, we've seen a few. This is my nightmare. That It is a nightmare, isn't it, Deanna? I would... Oh, my God. Oh, my That's... God. I'm scared I... of the damn... I'm scared of the palmetto bug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. like a lizard. I don't know how you yeah. do it. I'm scared of lizards, but, too. But, I mean, I, I guess... So, Kalma Auntie, tell us about your, like background you grew up in india right no you did not okay so I tell us here that's what mm. we were just wondering um where so did you grow yeah, up that's why i don't know all the tradition that's the reason i don't know all the traditional stuff because i didn't grow up i grew up like this new generation has been grown up like mm-hmm. they probably know even more than i do so my family my parents left India in their teens okay. my dad left around 16 they moved to england okay so my dad was in london and then my mom went there at the age of 17, and they got married in England. Okay. So I, 
I'm one of four siblings. I'm the baby of four siblings. I have two older brothers, an older sister, and then I'm the baby. We're all born in England. Oh, okay. I was born in I was is, born in Leicester. Is anyone still over there? Nobody. Your my siblings? entire family lives in the USA. Okay. So then we moved. We moved. So we were in England. I was born in 1968. My parents got married in 1958. Okay. I think yeah, mm. 58. My brother was born in 59, my other brother was born in 60, my sister in 65, me in 68, and we moved to San Francisco in 1974. Okay. Wow. I was six years old. So to me, USA is my home. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. I never lived in India. I've only, I visited like literally once a decade. Yeah. Life. Wow. Okay. I do want to hear what uh, San Francisco was like in the 70s. Yeah. What was it like growing up in San I mean, Francisco? That is... yeah, so from the seven... yeah. The funny thing is where we lived in San Francisco, I was in sixth grade. Where I was going to school, kindergarten or first grade back then. And we used to walk to school. We'd see, we'd see, we would see drunk people on yeah, the streets, but... homeless drunk people on the streets, but they weren't harmful. Like to today, they're a lot worse. Yeah. Like they have needles everywhere. Like it's changed so much from when we, and even when we lived there, but we weren't scared of them. Today you have to be a little scared of them because you don't know what they're going to do. But the funny thing is full circle, Dylan lived not yeah. even two blocks away from where I lived. Oh no. Back in wow. 1974. And what neighborhood like, was that? We shopped at the same grocery That's store. That's wild. We shopped at the same Safeway <gasps> that, that I lived wild. at as being a child. That's kind of special. I'm like, Dylan, I used to go to the Safeway when I was a kid. And we used to walk <laughs> to school. We weren't scared back yeah. I mean, we were six years old walking yeah. to school. Nobody was scared of things. Mm -mm. Today, you won't even let your kid walk no. to the damn grocery store. I know. No way. It's a crazy world. Yeah. we. Are, there's all this talk about how, like, latchkey kids. I grew up, I grew up in, I mean, I, I grew up in public school systems. And we lived, we left San Francisco after like a year and a half. We moved to the Bay Area in a city called Livermore. Okay. And then we lived there for another five, six years. And then I moved to Tennessee. Oh, my gosh. When I was in middle school. Wow. Because my dad had a hotel. Basically, he bought a hotel. Okay. My dad, so we were running, we were, my dad was, he leased a hotel in San Francisco for about a year. We moved to pretty. We were there about six years. And then he sold that and he went in Tennessee. Okay. So we moved to Tennessee. In, uh, we moved to Tennessee in 79. And then in 81, my father passed away. Oh, my gosh. I'm so, so sorry. Then, we sorry. Left. then it was very hard for us to live. Yeah, my mm. mom was a widow at 39 with four kids. Wow. Oh, yeah, my so God. Then we, yeah, so then we moved. After he passed away, none of us wanted to live there anymore. Yeah. So then mm. we moved to Florida. My brother was in college, quit college, took over the business. My other brother was at college still. I was in seventh grade. I was 13 years old. I think I was mm -hmm. in seventh grade. My sister was in high school, ninth grade, ninth or 10th, something like that. I think 10th maybe. And then we moved to Florida in 1982. So we moved where we were been in Florida since like 82. Wow. That is okay. So we didn't grow up. A lot of Indians are around us. In Tennessee, we didn't grow up with Indians around us because it wasn't, we were in a rinky dinner with like a population of maybe yeah. 10,000 people. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, what was your experience there uh, being Indian in Tennessee? Living in Tennessee, I mean, we got used to it. We lived in a little yeah. town, everybody knew everybody. And I grew up in that small town southern life. You know what I mean? Where mm. you went to your friend's house, you hung out. It wasn't like you went to restaurants. Like, yeah. we didn't even have a McDonald's. 
that's how small the town Wow, really? Oh my gosh. I thought every place in America had a McDonald's. Exactly. So that was such a big deal. We didn't even have a, we had a Dairy Queen and a Hardee's. Okay. So really Were you the only Indian family in that town? So there was two Indian families. Actually, it was three Indian families. Wow, only three. That's wild. And that's within three different little towns connected to each other. And like we used to live in Tennessee, but we went to school in Kentucky because the schools were better because we were on the border. Oh, okay. Mm. We were in the border state there. And living there was fine because we were like, we had a business in the town. So everybody knew who we were, that we owned the hotel at the end. So, and we had like a railroad business, like people who would come on the train. We had a contract mm. with them, so they would stay at our hotel. Okay. Wow. So we had like a big property. It was like nine acres because over there, everything is like very spread out and big. Oh, my yeah. God. So we had like a 45-unit hotel there. Okay. Okay. And so you so got you had the passed. cast of characters just coming through that hotel, all kinds <laughs> oh, of people. Oh, yeah, everybody. You had everybody coming through. And everybody yeah. knew you. Yeah. Everybody in town knew who you were. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew us because like we had a big property in town right so yeah mm-hmm. there was a couple of little factories in town but everybody knew who we were like living there and the school was like my school our class was like 60 kids yeah in our grade and that's the public school system wow my sister had even like like 35 wow. in her grade. i had like 60 i had a little bit extra yeah that's so interesting so okay so you moved to miami did you so I moved to Miami when I got married. When you got married. I moved to Miami in 1987 when I got married. So you had an arranged marriage even though you grew up in the States. Um, I grew up in the States, but I had an arranged marriage from 18 years old. Wow. Mm. Okay. And so yeah. was that something yeah. you always thought like knew was going to happen? Like your mom always talked to you about I, it. Did your siblings do the same? I, mean, I, I Yes. My siblings all had an arranged marriage, all four of us. I don't arrange marriage. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I guess I just saw it. So I thought maybe it would happen, but I didn't expect to happen at such a young age. Yeah. But I got married yeah. at 19, engaged at 18, married at 19. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you ask your parents young, to, right? mm-hmm. yeah. Did you ask your parents to put it off a little bit or were, were you just so when kind my of mom, accepted? What, so what happened was we came to Miami to visit where my husband lived at that point because mm-hmm. his aunt was related to me. So we came to visit. So the aunt asked me, how old are you? And I'm like, 14. And I was actually 18. Mm. But at that age, Gujarati girls all get married very young. If you're not married by 2021, something's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gujarati culture, I'm saying. And Patel, Gujarati culture. If you're not married at that age, okay, what's wrong with her? Why isn't she married? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at that age, and by 18, they were already like, okay, she looks tall. She must be old enough. And on purpose, I was 18, and I'm like, no, I'm 14. Mm. They're like, okay, so later we go back home or whatever. So the aunt calls my mom that, oh, we're interested in, you know, Kokna for Deepak, my nephew, which we're not related to him Mm -hmm. because I was related to the other cousins. So my mom's like, oh, they're calling me to ask about you for Deepak. And I'm like, but mom, I don't want to get married. What are you talking about? Yeah. What do you mean at the age of 18? I know. Totally. Think about ourselves at 18. We know nothing. So my mom is like, well, they want to come see him. Like, whatever. So I remember wearing my scrappity jeans. I didn't care. <laughs> scrappity shoes, shoes, like my worst pair of jeans, shoes, shirt. I'm like, you know what? If he likes me, he likes me. Whatever. I wasn't really yeah. thinking much about it. Mm. And then they come over and he comes with his sister-in-law and brother-in-law and one other brother. Four of them come. Mm. And wow. we go to this place in Orlando called Disney Springs now. I don't know if you guys have been. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was just there in May. 
Okay, so we go to Disney Springs. And you know that those <laughs> yeah. pontoon boats there? That yeah. you can rent to go in that water? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're in this little tiny two-seater boat, and this family's in the pontoon boat. <laughs> and we're out there in the water for like an hour or two. You're getting a visual because you've been there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's its own rea- that could have been its own reality show. So we go in the pontoon yeah. boat. The two of us are in. We have a picture. We have a picture of it, actually, where we're in the little pontoon boat. The two of us, and they're in the other boat, so they took the picture of us. Oh, so my awkward. gosh. So awkward. I don't even remember the conversation. Mm. I don't remember asking him anything. I don't remember what he asked me. But you were 18. I, mean, like, I, was 18. I know. Oh, you're you a kid. Oh, my God. What do you know at that age? Nothing. Nothing. How old was I he? Mean, he was 23. Okay. He's so young, young, too, though. Very young. 23. I was 18, so. I don't remember much about the conversation. I don't even think I no. asked anything. I think it was like a very like awkward, very little talking, whatever. So they come, we come back off an hour later and then we go home. They drop me off, whatever. We go to lunch. I think they drop me off and then they want to come back and pick me up for dinner. So they come back and pick me up for dinner. We go to dinner and then the next day they go home. So then we talk on the phone a little couple of times mm-hmm. and then like my mom's asking me, so do you want to marry him? I was like, I don't know him. <laughs> So my oh my mom gosh. is like, well, it's a good family, good house. I'm like, okay, whatever. Wow. And then we were engaged. Oh my that was it. God. And then we started dating after that. Okay. We're like, yes. we dated after. Because, you know, you weren't even allowed to go out with a guy. Like, we weren't allowed to talk to boys. Forget yeah. going out with boys. Totally. Like, even growing up, if we talked to boys, it was like, nobody knew we talked to boys. Yeah, like yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Totally. Growing up, we weren't allowed to even talk to boys. Which I hear that a lot from Indra. Yeah. Indra, I hear that a lot from no, you. No, I definitely yeah, had to keep it all secret. You. It was all like a secret. And so when my kids do stuff, I'm like, okay, I already know what's going on. So you guys need to just tell me what's going on. Yeah. Because I don't want to get in. I don't want to hear from somebody else that this happened and this happened. You tell me. Yeah. What happened or what, you know. And with my kids, I was pretty open with them dating and going out and, you know, yeah. doing stuff as they got older, obviously. But. Because I'm like, you know what? I already already grown up here and I've been through all this. So I know how hard it was for us growing up here. Well, we had to hide everything from our parents. Yeah. Like I went to prom. My mother till today doesn't know I went to prom. Oh my God. Wow. She didn't even know that. Because we weren't allowed to go out. Yes. Okay. It's amazing. And so you go from being so sheltered to here's your future husband at age 18. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly true. But you and Deepak so Uncle are still together, so, yeah, you know. 34 years on Saturday was 34 years. Oh, wow, congratulations. Congratulations. So, I mean, what what are your takeaways from the past, like, you know, three and a half decades? I think, I think getting married young was very good. Okay. Mm. I do think mm-hmm. that, because I feel like today, as you're getting older and you're looking for your soulmate or whatever, you're not going to find Mr. Perfect. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing. And I think as you get older, you want more because you know more. You're not mm-hmm. dumb like I was when I got married at 18. <laughs> at 18, you don't know crap. Yeah. You're dumb and stupid. You really don't know anything. I got lucky, I would say. Yeah. But I didn't know what I was in for. Mm, I had no, no what I was in for. And I still today live with in-laws, which is very different. Yeah, I'm sure. This new so did you move in? Do you, did you move into the house that we see in the show? So we moved into that house after we got married. Okay. So the house, every, But yeah, you sorry. live with his family. Yes, I live with his parents. So we lived That's in another house. So, so while we were engaged, they were building new houses. They were building the compound. Okay. Which is three okay. Houses. 
So we got married in October, January of the next year. Three months later, we all moved into the new houses. Okay. So like oh, in the houses, auntie. each house wow. has two master bedrooms. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So the parents have a bedroom and we have our master bedroom with the kids on our side of the house. Okay. Okay. And that's been that so, way for all these years. Yeah. Years. We've lived in that house with the statues of the house that I live in. Yeah. So we have wow. four, we had four bedrooms in the house. And when I moved into the house, not knowingly, so the parents lived there, and then the grandparents have came from India for our wedding. They never went back. Right. Oh my Both god! Them, wow. Okay. I lived in a house with four generations for a couple oh of years. Oh my wow. gosh! I lived for three generations till I had kids. Obviously, for about yeah. five years, I lived with three generations in that. When did you and have I Sean? How old were you? I had Sean in 92. I was 24. Okay. Okay. So what was the hardest thing, the most challenging thing, I should say, about living with so many generations in one house? I feel like at, with the four generations was yeah. very challenging, but I also had kids, so I was really busy with that, yes. right? So there was a lot of help in the house. Because mm. I had two little boys. Mm. Yeah. So I have like... what. Two little boys, and the grandmother passed away earlier, but the grandfather didn't pass away till my Dylan was two years old. Okay, mm-hmm. when he passed away, so there was a lot of help from them at that which point. Which is great when you have, which when you have two little boys in the house, there was a lot of help with the with all the people in the house. Like we had like seven adults taking care of two boys in the house because mm-hmm. I had my in laws, us two, the grandfather. Plus, I we had a couple that used to work for us. Okay, husband wife. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they would help with the kids a lot. So there was a lot of help at that point. But now I feel like it's more challenging because we're alone and there's no kids in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like it's more difficult today than it was back then. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is like that intergenerational not- household is so common in India. And the help that you got is huge, you know, that... There's always someone there to watch the kid if you need to do something. Or There's always whatever. somebody. Yeah, you can walk it. You can come and go. You can go on a vacation for 10 days, come back, and your kids were at home taken care of. Totally, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Fine, now my kids are not in the house. They're at college. There's other ones. Sean lives in the Gables. Mm-hmm. Dylan's at college. Kayla lives in Orlando. And we're in the house with the in-laws now. That's more challenging because... We're also growing up and we want our own time and our body is going through change. We're going through menopause and all that stuff as women. So it's like you're going through your hot flashes and they're like cold and freezing and you're like hot. And I'm like, I need to get out of here. This is too much. Yeah. So I feel like it's more challenging the older we get. And everybody thinks, oh, you get older, you get used to it. No, you don't. Yeah. I feel like it gets harder get that's really interesting so, i feel like it's definitely more challenging at this age than it was 20 years ago mm. or 15 years ago living with all this. so indra and i when we talk about you kulpna auntie we refer to you as the matriarch <laughs> yeah. of the household would you say that with all the the different women in the house do you feel like the matriarch or do you feel like someone else has taken that role in the patels no i i mean we all do what we need to do, right? We're all, mm-hmm. We all do our role. We all do our roles. I mean, I have sister-in-laws that live in the other houses. Mm. We all do. I mean, but I still live with my in-laws, you know. Yeah. They're the only set of parents left in the compound right now. 
the older generation. Yeah. They're the only ones there. Okay. Right. So I've been living with them. But you're like the party queen. And that's part of what we wanted to talk today. (laughs) Because because I'm social. I like people around me. I'm always inviting people. Like I go to the beach condo every weekend and I invite people over there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. And I hang out with people. I, I stay with people. I like people. And so does my husband. We both like... We like even for our anniversary, we took another couple with us. I don't like to be alone. <laughs> I like people around. Like I see you all the time. Why do I need to go to dinner with just yes. you and me? Yeah, totally, totally. I'm just a people person. Like I like to be around people. I like to see people. Like I don't like to sit in a coffee shop where I can't see anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have kind of the space also to entertain like a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, I do entertain a lot. Like every weekend I'm entertaining or doing something or another. Like I just, it makes me happy. Yeah. But the problem now is with my in-laws in the house, I don't want to entertain in my house. Oh, okay. Mm. Unless they're not there because they're like in my face. Yeah. Yes. Okay. They don't think let me give her space. This is what I'm talking about as I'm getting older, where I want to entertain and I want to be with people. Mm. But I don't want my in-laws there because... Because mm-hmm. you can't be yourself with them there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, you're sitting down serving, oh, you didn't get napkins. Oh, go get some peanuts. Go get some marchas. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not here to be serving everybody. Everybody can help themselves. Yeah. Food is right yeah. there. Yeah. They think you need to serve them. Mm. It's that generation, right? Interesting. So they don't let you relax in your own home. So now I want to entertain, but when they're not there, I like to entertain. Okay. Or I'll take mm-hmm. advantage if they've gone somewhere. Or I'll go to the condo and do it. Yes, that makes sense. Okay. So what are your plans for Diwali this year? Are you doing it at your house or somewhere else? So Diwali, my sister-in-law said she's going to do it at her house this year. Okay. Because usually we go to the fire town. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. But they canceled it this year again because of COVID. Mm. Yeah. So usually we all go to the fire tower. We all take sweets. They do fireworks. They have food. They have drinks. They have DJ. And we have a good time. We see the whole community. There's like five to 700 people there. And that's been every year. It's a tradition my father-in-law actually started back in the 80s. Oh, your father-in-law started wow. it. That is yeah, so wild. Okay. Yeah, he started it in the free zone. There used to be a place called the free zone. It was all merchants. Okay. So that's why it was called the Merchants Diwali. Mm. And he had started it with just the people that were in the free zone back in the day. And everybody brought food and drinks. And later it grew and it moved to the fire tower. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Originally he had started it. Yeah. Okay. So, and then before fire tower and growing up, like with your mom and dad and in other parts of the country, how would you celebrate the volley as a kid? Diwali wasn't such a big thing to us until we got married, until I got married. Interesting. We started doing it here. Okay. Yeah. Because we lived in smaller towns with not such a big mm-hmm. community. Like in ours, the Indian New Year was a big, Gujarati New Year was a bigger deal. Oh, what is the Gujarati New Year? Which is, it's the day after Diwali. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. And then there's Bai Beach after that, where you invite your brothers over mm-hmm. and you cook for them and have a dinner. That's the day after that. Okay. So it's the New Year's. The Diwali day wasn't such a big deal growing up. Okay. Danteras, we did pujas, which was on Tuesday. Tuesday was Danteras. Okay. Yeah. Because so we of the whole week. Wash the silver. Right. So that's the day that you wash the silver and stuff. So like my in-laws were into like every day, like doing the right things. My mom wasn't. Because I guess she also left India at such a young age. Mm, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
we, it wasn't like, you know, such a big deal. But when I came to Miami, it was like, okay, there's a party every Diwali. We know that. We go to Diwali ball. There's a formal. There's a children's. It was, you know, the kids did Diwali dances when they were young. Mm, yeah. So they did all that growing up. Do you appreciate kind of having that tradition in your life now? Yeah, because, yeah, like I felt like I didn't grow up with it until I got married. So I felt like, yeah, at least you feel like it's Diwali. It was, it was yeah. nice growing up with it. We missed it the last two years, but I know, bad. I know. Well, so last it year, we always they filmed Family Karma at the Patel compound yeah. at your house, right? You had the party. Yes, so we did it in the backyard, exactly. Okay, so was that like a big production, getting ready for that and preparing and everything? Yeah, it wasn't that bad because it was it was only like 50 people. So it wasn't yeah. that bad. I'm used to a part, part, big party. 50's nothing. 50, I could cook dinner for 50 people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't. That's wild. <laughs> no, no idea how to do that. Okay, so no, we I need could. some entertaining tips from you then because... For for people out there who might be hosting their own Diwali party or any party in the holiday season coming up. So if you guys want to, if you guys can't do all the cooking, do it potluck. Let everybody bring a dish. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Nobody minds. So you would recommend if you can't do all the cooking, just host a potluck. Okay, yeah. So if you can't do all the cooking, yeah, do it potluck. Everybody brings a dish. You can you can do the appetizers, let them bring the main dish, or vice versa. Like and don't stress about it. Everybody doesn't care about the food always. They care about the get-together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I care about the get-together. I don't care about the food always. Totally. But if everybody makes something, they're always going to make what they make well. Mm, that's mm-hmm. true. They're not going to make something they don't make really well. Yeah. Like, I even mm-hmm. I host Christmas at my house, and it's like 100 people. Wow. And I do a potluck Christmas at my house every year. And everybody makes one dish. And I kind of make a menu so I get enough of the main item, the mm. sides, the appetizer. Yeah. And it becomes out incredible. Everybody loves it. And it's not Christmas Day. Who wants to sit at home? I mean, everything's closed. Yeah. I do it in my backyard and it's like, yeah. Yeah. And people can. It's not about, you know, it's about getting together, getting dressed up, getting, you know, me seeing everybody. So how do you set up so, your space like for people to convene or do you not? Really I can entertain a hundred people. In, so I can entertain a hundred people in my backyard and not rent a single item of chairs tablecloth nothing i have everything in my house that's great wow. tables i have chairs i have tablecloths i have the outside bar mm-hmm. so i mean the kids play beer pong I, mean, <laughs> I can do it in the front yard i can do it in the back i used to do it in the front yard because we had a basketball hoop and a playground when they were kids but as they got older, we moved it to the backyard because now they want to play beer pong. Yeah. They don't want to play yeah. basketball anymore. <laughs> totally. But I think people stress too much on entertainment. I think I think you need – and also, you know what works really well? Last-minute entertainment works the best. Mm, mm-hmm. Because I feel like when it's last-minute, there's no expectations. Yes. yes. Like when you plan so far in advance, there's expectations. Yes. Yeah. And it's stressful. You know, like, oh, my God, they're going to go there. I wonder what they're going to do. I wonder what she's going to do. And then it's stressful because you're planning for so long. Yes. But yeah. when you plan like one or two days in advance, there's no stress. That's why I don't want to get married. Like sometimes I'll plan something <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. That's why I don't want to have a wedding okay. because it's like it's so stressful to think about planning a whole year in advance. But do, it last, do it last minute. Ugh. Do it like in a week or two. Don't stress about it. Ugh. Speaking of, I mean, so you're planning Sean's wedding or is he letting you be involved? <laughs> he, him and Pooja, him and Pooja are planning most of the wedding. Okay. 
And we have not got involved yet. Okay. Mm. And I'm sure we will as time goes, you know, like we've talked to the priest. We've had the meetings with the priest, what religious stuff we want. Yeah. A little bit here and there, not much. Yeah. Of course, the guest list and all that, which is very difficult for us. Yeah, that's... Because... I mean, my wedding was 800 people in the <gasps> Oh, my gosh. 800? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. god! And my wedding reception, my wedding reception was 1,500 with two people. <gasps> with my, my brother, my husband's brother and cousin, both of them. I mean, my, my husband and his first cousin. Sorry. This is like India level numbers. And Here. oh, Here. my gosh. What, yeah. you must... <laughs> so we're trying to plan a 300 people wedding now, wow. which is very wow. difficult with both sides. Yeah, because you have to cut people out. That's another thing that stresses me out is guest lists for weddings. Like just yeah, the thought of having to hard. not very... invite people. And people are going to feel bad, but what can you do? The kids don't want a big wedding. They want it small. Yeah, totally. They want yeah. it intimate. They want they it ha- small. They want... and. What? Oh, sorry. I was just wondering if they had a date in mind. Oh, yeah. They're getting married May next year. Okay. Oh, wow. No, everything's booked. Everything's booked. Everybody's booking hotels and everything already. Yeah. So have there been any, like, hurt feelings that you have had to deal with in terms of the guest list and not all yet. of that? Not okay. Yet. Good. Not, not yet. Not yet. I'm sure they'll come later. But, I mean, we had to cut the guest list. Like, some a lot of I can't invite the kids. I can't invite the older people, mm. which I... I'm not inviting the older people because of COVID. So we're kind of inviting more of the middle generation. Yeah. And then the kids have their friends. Like when we got married, we had nothing to do with the wedding. Our parents did. Yeah. <laughs> they did the whole thing. Wow. And I, I was telling I was telling my sister, I feel I said, I feel like we're the generation gap. We didn't plan our own wedding and we're not planning our kids' weddings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're kind of in between. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Do you feel okay about that because though? We got like married. do you are you disappointed? Do you wish you were um, doing more? I wish I could invite more I wish I could invite more of the family. Yeah. And more of my yeah. friends, which I'm I mean, we're at 150 people, which is very hard because the kids have their own list too. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Versus us having family and my dad is an only child, but my mom is one of five sisters. <gasps> okay. So there's a lot of cousins and they, everybody lives here. Yeah. So like, And then my husband has his side of the family, mm-hmm. which just a compound is like 21 people. Plus, yeah. plus, plus his mom has two sides of the family. So there's a lot of family. Yeah. So I have a question that I have to ask you, <laughs> which is what is the origination of the Patel statues. We all want to know how they came to be. <laughs> so uh, it was my father-in-law's idea. Okay. He went to Madame Tussauds Museum. Okay. With the wax okay. statues, right? Yes. So he thought, these guys are making wax statues. I'm going to make solid marble statues. Oh. So he wanted to up it. Yes. He's like, what is wax? You can break this thing, you know? Yeah. I'm going to make solid marble statues. So he went to, so he took pictures of us. I was seven months pregnant with Dylan when he took the pictures. Oh, wow. So that's why my statue, I'm yeah. pregnant. Seven oh months. Because we didn't go to India. So he took pictures of my husband and I and my son. Dylan was, I mean, Sean was two years old. Yeah. So he took our pictures. He went to Jaipur, uh-huh. India. And he went to the Murti Museum where they make all the Murtis of the gods mm-hmm. so he told them i want a life-size statue and here's all our pictures he made five life-size statues it's amazing. and sean was a little one he was only two years old so his was little and he gave it to them he gave us the, gave them the pictures and he says this is 
This is their height. This is their weight. This is how I want them. So they're solid marble statues. Each wow. statue came in a container from India. Oh, my God. Each one weighs about 1,500 pounds. Oh, my God. They're solid <laughs> marble. They're solid marble. So you, you can't move, move them. They're there. Can't move them. Oh, my God. They're solid marble. I've wow. told my kids to get rid of it when I die. Before I, I, I can stand the statues. I think yeah. they're ugly. They don't look like us, but I can't get rid of them because my father-in-law loves them. Oh, my yes. gosh. I mean, I think... So I get the marble thing that he wants it to be like sturdier and last. And yeah. Everything. But I think the benefit of matte wax is that you can kind of tailor it a little bit better <laughs> to like what people actually look like. These are, these are chiseled. Imagine they're marble. Yeah. Oh my God. Because they don't look like you at all. I just have to say like they don't look they, like because you. Because they do no. look. <laughs> yeah. Obviously I look better than my goal in my life is not to look like that ugly <laughs> That is so funny. It's so ugly. I can't stand it. Oh. I can't get rid of it. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. I see it every day as I'm walking in and out. But I, we just right. ignore them now. We don't even think about them. Yeah, they're just there. I mean, what, what the, the, the good thing is people always think there's people standing in my house. I'm like, oh, I won't get robbed. At least people think there's yeah. people around in the house. Yeah. I mean, one day Dylan was, Dylan was little, I think around maybe eight years old. And he went running. There's a lot of space in my house. Mm -hmm. So he went running across the house, hit his head <gasps> on the statue and broke the finger off of my father-in-law's statue. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He broke his finger off of the statue with oh his head. Oh, like, oh, my God, your head is so damn. I know. He was like a monkey. We would always call Dylan the monkey in the house because he was so much energy yeah you can tell he literally broke the finger off of it. he still has that energy he's always like watching him on instagram no, when he was little it was a lot worse yeah <laughs> yes, he has a lot of what are your favorite things about diwali every year since this is our diwali episode yes oh um i think the getting together with everybody seeing everybody wishing everybody diwali day which is going to be missed this year. Yeah. So I kind yeah. of am feeling sad about that. But just getting together, getting ready and dancing and just feeling like it's Diwali, doing fireworks. Because we do yeah. fireworks there too. Yes. Yeah. So I think everybody just gets all dolled up and goes to Diwali and sees the whole community basically comes together. And it's the Sindhi, it's the Gujaratis, it's the South Indian, it's everybody, the Marashans. It's like the whole community coming together. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one pot. You know what I mean? It's not like the different associations, which we also have in Miami. Mm. We have the Gujarati. We have the Sindhi Association. We have like all the different associations. So I think it's just like everybody coming together as one. Yeah, totally. And seeing everybody. Actually, I do have one last question. Are we allowed to ask about um, Family Karma Season 3? <laughs> I think there's one coming up soon, maybe. So we don't Ooh. know when. We'll see. Yes. Okay. Well, that's good. To know. Well, I want more of the aunties. Yes. You know, we especially. Want a you know, I, I don't even know. If I don't even know. I don't even know if I'll be in season three because we don't know. Oh. Dylan's not here. Sean's not going to be a part of it. Oh, really? For sure. Oh no. Really? Yeah. He doesn't. Because I was, I was yeah, hoping the wedding would be featured. No, it's too bad. But no, he doesn't want to be in it. He doesn't. He doesn't have time and doesn't want to be in it. Dylan depends on school, right? Yeah. 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 Sean seems so, like he's he's kind know. of private. Like he he would prefer to kind of keep things. Yeah, off. like. He, yeah, and I, and I think because Pooja is also a lawyer. Yeah. So I yeah. also think that, I respect you know, that. Like, 
you know. Yo, that makes yeah, sense. So that makes sense. She doesn't, yeah. well, she we, doesn't want to be a part of it either. So. We would love to see you on the season, obviously. The aunties situation. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens next season. Okay. Well, we can't wait. So and I'm glad you guys are liking it and watching it. Absolutely. Yeah. We love it. And um, it's just really fun to like see everything. And it's been so interesting to hear more of your story today. So thank yes. you for sharing that with us. Thank you so much for taking the time no, and talking no with And us. Dylan's in school now for two years. So, you know, we don't know, you know. Yeah. Right. Well, I have family in Philadelphia. So the next time I go, I'm going to look him up and make sure I meet up with him. because. Oh, I'll meet you. Yeah. He's right in downtown. Oh, good. I bet he's, he's right having so much fun. <laughs> he wasn't even going to go to school. You know, he was deferring school. Yeah, actually, he DM'd me and told me that. So, but I'm glad he yeah. did it. Yeah, but then he got a full scholarship. He got a full scholarship. That's amazing. That's incredible yeah. to get so, a full yeah. scholarship to Wharton. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, well, happy Diwali, Kalpnanti. Happy Diwali. Happy Diwali to you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye.